Hi there, and welcome to this episode of the Love to Tell the Story podcast. I'm Michael Lowry, pastor of East Congregational United Church of Christ in Concord, New Hampshire. As you may have heard me say before on this podcast, part of my own ministry over the years has involved taking my 12-string guitar into places like nursing homes, schools, and the like, and singing. Sometimes songs of faith, but just as often old-time sing-along tunes, folk music, kid songs, and that which my daughter once used to refer to as my jug band music. Now, I'll be the first to admit I'm not the greatest singer in the world, nor am I the most versatile of guitarists. But I gotta tell you, I've always had a whole lot of fun doing this kind of thing. I guess it's just a ham in me coming out. And moreover, I've always kind of felt like the music, as well as the fellowship in which it's shared, has served as a wonderful way of communicating God's love. Sometimes, however, that love does get communicated to me in strange and unique ways. One afternoon, quite some years ago now, I was singing in the activity room of a local nursing facility. And as I was warbling out some song or another, I began to take particular notice of this sweet elderly lady who was sitting in a wheelchair right in front of me. And the reason I was noticing her is that as I was singing, she kept looking as though she was about to say something, but then always seemed to stop herself before she did. Actually, what would happen is that she would pick herself up slightly, lift her head and breathe in as though she were about to cry out to someone. But then her eyes would turn downward, pausing for a moment to gaze at something she was holding there in her lap. And then she would just heave a sigh before settling back down in her chair. Over and over again this happened. All throughout the time I was singing, she'd look up, get ready to speak, look down at what was there in her lap, and then with this heavy sigh, settle back down again. Well, after my program, I went right over to greet this woman and extended my hand to her, which she took with a warm smile. But I have to admit that curiosity got the best of me because I immediately looked down to see what it was in her lap that she kept looking at. It was one of those erasable message boards on which were written these words, Don't talk. The minister is singing. <laughs> Turns out that the lady was so hard of hearing that she was in the habit of speaking very loudly when she spoke, and especially when other people were speaking. Apparently, her voice had become a real distraction to others in the past. So one of the nurses wrote this sign to remind her not to start shouting out when I was singing. I don't know what she wanted that afternoon, but God love her, that sign reminded her every time to remain silent. I think about that a lot, for it reminds me that from time to time we all need a sign to remind us and to calm us and to keep us silent. There are indeed times when we feel the urge to cry out for the sheer weight of the burdens we carry in this life. Each one of us, I'm sure, can name moments in our lives when feelings of grief and despair, anger and bitterness have threatened to, well, envelop us to the point where maybe we've even felt like turning away from our walk of faith because of it. Perhaps there are some of us right now 
who've been feeling cries of anguish bubbling up from within. Our own personal psalms of lament. Why, O Lord, why have you abandoned me? The truth, friends, is that sometimes, a lot of times, I suspect, you and I need some kind of sign that reminds us of God's presence. Scripture tells us that the people of Israel felt the need as they cried out in the midst of their wanderings in the wilderness. And so Moses lifted up a serpent in the wilderness as a sign to them of God's presence and his providence. In much the same way, you and I are given a sign, and as it's proclaimed in John's Gospel, that sign comes to us in the Christ. From the third chapter, So must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world, that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him may not perish, but have eternal life. It's a wondrous, inexplicable, eventually tragic, yet ultimately an infinitely joyous gift of grace from this God who has loved us from everlasting to everlasting. It's an incredible blessing that tells us that whatever our sin or wanderlust, and despite the multitudes of distractions and roadblocks that we encounter along our journey, we can always look in that one place to know that God has not abandoned us, but is with us still, with mercy and forgiveness, with strength and courage, hope and joy, and, and a peace that the world can neither give nor take away. It's a sign, a sign for all of us to see, and that sign is the cross. Jesus Christ, crucified and risen. Jesus Christ, who died and is alive again. Jesus Christ, who brings us from life to death, to life. So therefore, we can be calm. We are able just to heave a sigh and know that whatever else is going on, our help will come. For you and I also hold this sign in our laps, and that sign says, God loves you. For God so loved the world. It's a sign of light and life and it belongs to you and me if we will only heed it as our own. Amen and amen. And that brings us to the close of this episode of the Love to Tell the Story podcast. I'm Michael Lowry, and I thank you for listening today. And until next time, stay safe. Be well, and may God bless you with a great day every day. We'll talk to you soon.